Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Back in Minneapolis, Martha and I are sitting at a table with the famous T.J. Tyson from Working Women of Faith. And you're going to hear from T.J. and some of her friends about this amazing ministry that is launching out of the Twin Cities, but is poised to impact the entire nation. However you're listening to us today, just know that we are grateful that you're listening to I Work For Him. And we ask you to connect with us. Check us out online, iWorkForHim.com or on Facebook. At I Work For Him. Or on Instagram. I Work For Him Radio. Or they can they, find us. If they put in I Work For Him with a number, they're going to find us, hopefully. I Work, the number for him.com is the website. And you can also leave us your just your questions, your comments, your suggestions on future guests, just call 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK, W-O-R-K. But not in Cincinnati. Okay, all right. Sorry, I don't know. There are thousands of organizations out there all across the United States and the world training up Christ followers on how to live out their faith in their work. But I found this one in Minneapolis, Minnesota, that specifically works with women who are living out their faith in the marketplace, in their workplaces outside the home. Working Women of Faith was founded by noted author and speaker T.J. Tyson. You may remember our interview with T.J. last year when she released her fantastic book, Killing Wonder Woman. And no, this wasn't about murder. I'll let T.J. explain that one. T.J. Tyson is joined by her friends Sarah Bouchard and Kim Isaac, and they are going to share their story of how Working Women of Faith is impacting their lives. Check out Working Women of Faith online, workingwomenoffaith.com. That's workingwomenoffaith.com. Sarah and Kim and T.J., welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. We're great. I'm just so glad we finally get to meet face-to-face, TJ. It's always fun when you interview somebody, but it's even more fun when you get face-to-face. And I'm grateful that you're willing to change all of your schedules to be here this morning as we record this show. Talk to me, first of all. This is what we do with everyone. Let's talk about it. We'll, we'll allow Sarah to go first. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Oh, boy. Well, it was a process. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, parents of two different faiths. I came to a turning point after my mom died, realized I was piggybacking off of my mom's faith Mm. and just sort of started to explore more about what, more about God in general and his character. And eventually, though I was slow to come around, um, just had an experience with him and it changed me. And that's my story. That's fantastic. And how long ago was that? Boy, um, I was in my 30s. I'm in my 40s now, so probably about 10 years ago. Wow, fantastic. Okay, all right. Okay, Kim, you next. Kim Isaac. so talk about how you came to be a Jesus follower. Well, I was an 8-year-old girl growing up in southern Manitoba, and my parents sent me to a Bible camp, and it was there that I understood what Jesus had done for me and accepted him as my Savior. So it's been a, li- a lifelong been a walk long with time. him. That's fantastic. Yeah. TJ, what about you? Well, I was a dirty, rotten sinner that some girls in high school loved on and invited to go to a church camp up in Cumberland, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And there I heard the good news that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And so it was, I remember the day because the, the grass was greener, the sky was bluer, and um, mm-hmm. I've been following him pretty much ever since. Now, go ahead. You know, that just... It, when two stories, you know, involve church camp or something of that nature, it's just there's a need to say 
there's still such a place for that in our world, especially now, because so many kids don't get exposed to church at all. So, you know, they don't even have the family going to church that sends them to church camp. They may not even know there is such a thing, you know. And so I just maybe that's just a little encouragement. You know, Minnesota especially is full of great camps. Um, In Florida, it's a little different because you're camping with a little different amount of wildlife. Yes, all the lakes there have alligators and snakes, poisonous snakes. Yes. The forest has It's just a little different the way they camp in Florida. So, um, but no matter where people are, just to really. The cabins have air conditioning. Yeah, and go-karts and water parks. And it's like, this is just amazing. So, anyway, just a shout out for for that Oh, shout out to Camp Shamanar. Come on up there in Motley, Minnesota, the place of the great train crash in 1984. (sighs) And we both worked there. That's right. I I miss Motley, Minnesota. All right, TJ. You've got this ministry, Working Women of Faith. Now, let's just step it back just a second. How does your life, or how did your life, how does your life, how is your life reflecting I work for him? Well, I like what you say in your mission statement about a vibrant follower of Jesus. And I think that that's such a big part of it. Um, This ministry is really, was born out of what I saw as a lack of resources for women of faith in the workplace. So it was really kind of my own need. Like, selfishly, I'm like, I need something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'll just start that. But it's really, I look at it as how do we feed into each other outside of our faith communities um, to help us in this day-to-day walk of following Christ. Mm -hmm. That's great. Are you looking at to me? You want to hear some more stories? I want to hear some more stories. Okay, so... Sarah, how about for you? Um, when you heard about the radio show of I Work For Him and the name, how did that resonate with what you do? Well, as far as my um, career, mm-hmm. I I call myself a certified, I am certified as a Christian image consultant. But even if I wasn't as a Christian image consultant, I would still be walking out my faith and my work in styling women, not just on the outside, but on the inside. Mm-hmm. So it's really the inside that counts and impacts our outer beauty. And we're constantly being bombarded with messages as women, uh, very negative messages in our mind. It can definitely impact the way that we take care of ourselves. And I look at what I do as a way to reach women and encourage women and teach women so that they can be encouraged to take care of themselves and look good on the inside and outside. Most definitely. That's great. Kim, how about for you with the the message of I work for him? Well, my heart's desire is to just integrate my faith into every aspect of my life. And so wherever I show up, I I listen um, and I seek to love and listen to the person that I'm in front of. Mm. And we love the word integration. We talk about it here all the time. So for whatever reason in our culture, especially in the church culture that our generation maybe was raised in, um, the whole idea of segmenting our lives came into play. And we don't know exactly why that happened, but our whole, one of our desires is for people to understand Jesus didn't just save your Sunday. He saved all of you. And um, some of that takes surrender. And a lot of people don't want to necessarily surrender their business plan to biblical principles. But that's what we're talking about in every area of our life, no matter where we go. TJ, you wrote a book. And we're going to talk a lot about your book today. But I really want to talk about your book, Killing Wonder Woman. Mm. And it was really, it's a revelation that every woman has to work through. 
I mean, this is something. The way you wrote that, I mean, I loved it. And, and you're like, Jimmy, you read my book? I'm like, yeah, I read your book because it was it was fascinating because we, we've seen so many women in the marketplace struggle with that Wonder Woman complex. Talk to me about, you know, because you're, you're a consultant, you're a speaker, you're a ministry executive, you're an author, you're a mom. Talk about this Wonder Woman complex. Explain it to people so they can go, oh, that's me. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because anytime I talk about Wonder Woman, every woman knows what I'm talking about, where we're trying to be all things to all people all the time, and we don't cut ourselves a break, and we don't think anybody else cuts, our, cuts us a break, and we definitely don't think God is cutting us a break. So all of this um, societal pressure, maybe family of origin, messages that we're even hearing in our faith communities is a lot of pressure to be something that we're not instead of instead of discovering who God made us to be and being that so it's letting go of all of those lies and labels recognizing that they exist and everybody has them um, and then really destroying those with the truth of God's word who are you really in Christ as a daughter of the king it's funny because we were talking to somebody in Cincinnati about that we were going to be interviewing you this week. And we explained about your book. And they're like, oh, yeah, I struggle with that, too. It was the woman from, I can't mention the name of the company. She worked in a company of about a large um, company, 100,000 people. She was a middle executive. And she's like, oh, I absolutely suffer with Wonder Woman complex. Mm-hmm. And so we know it. it res- your book resonates with so many. In fact, we should get a copy out of the trunk that she doesn't have any in to send it to that one. That'd be perfect. <laughs> right, gladly. But, I'll gladly do that. So talk to me about working women of faith. You said it. this idea was born out of necessity. What is it all about? In 30 seconds, what is it all about? And then we'll come back and talk in detail. Really, it's about equipping women to win at work and soar in faith. It is that integration that Kim was talking about, but um, almost at a deeper level. It's taking wonder, killing Wonder Woman to a whole nother level because it's about women meeting together authentically mm. and being real in who they are, in their joys and in their struggles. And there's not a lot of places where women feel like they can be real. Mm. They feel like they have to be on at work. They feel like they have to be on when they're at church. They feel like they have to be on when they're, you know, with their kids. And so where is that place that you can say, this is just who I am? Talking with T.J. Tyson about working women of faith. Martha and I are here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and we're at the headquarters of Nepsis, one of our major sponsors of iWorkRam. And we wanted, and, and Mark Pearson and his team are letting us use this conference room today to record several shows with several really cool ministries from Minneapolis. And then we're going to have Mark Pearson on a little bit later today. But we wanted to make sure we connected face-to-face with T.J. Tyson to talk about working women of faith. You may remember the interview we did with her last fall about her book. It may have been last spring, actually. Killing Wonder Woman. I don't remember the subtitle. What was the subtitle on your book? Setting Weary Women Free to Win at Work and Soar in Faith. Wow. Setting Weary Women Free to Win at Work and Soar in Faith. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is so cool. So, and you guys all know here on I Work Rim how passionate we are to make sure that every Christ follower really has a ministry to plug into to get discipled and helping them connect what's what you guys hear on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. And we're, we love finding out about new ministries that are touching the lives of women because because so many women are out there in the marketplace but aren't getting discipled. And Martha, that's why we're here. 
Yeah, so as much as we love Magnolia Market and the silos in Waco, Texas, we don't want to live in silos. You know, this is, and we end up doing that so much in the worlds that we're in because we're, you know, we just, we got to get it done. We got to move on. We got to take care of the family. We got it, whatever it might be. And, um, but we are, women are definitely have a need for connection. And so we would love for our listeners to hear what working women of faith really is. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a tangible person. I like to see, okay, is it, is it, you know, from nine to 10 on Tuesday morning, you know, what is it? And then, um, what is it doing? And which is of course the bigger question, but so people just know about what does it look like here in the Minneapolis area? And I want to make sure you deal with how do we multiply this across the country? Of course. Okay. Great. So Working Women of Faith is really a network of women, and we meet in four locations physically in the Twin Cities, north, south, east, west. God kind of gave me the vision of the cross, you know, north, south, east, west. And um, so we have physical locations, so it's convenient Mm -hmm. for women to get to. It's uh, from 530 to 7, and they're always on the same nights of the week each month. So that if you can't go to one, you can go to another one. You can jump in wherever you can. Have them after after work hours, because what I found in all the different marketplace ministries is they're during the day, which is great if you're a business owner and you have some flexibility and you Mm -hmm. can go to those. But if I'm going to minister to working women of faith, then it can't be during work hours. Right. So, so that was the first thing. And so we meet, and then we also have an, uh, a membership structure as well as an online, private online community that's secure. Um, and each woman also gets a subscription to Right Now Media at Work, which we use. So there's resources, there's connection. Um, people ask me if it's a networking group. Yes and no, because Mm -hmm. real networking happens through relationships. Absolutely. So it really is about building relationships. And one thing I don't like about networking groups is everybody's doing great. Every time you go to one, Mm. business is great, everything's wonderful, and you know that's not true. So, So I wanted to provide a safe space where women could just be real and connect with one another and learn at a deeper level what it means to follow Christ in every area of our lives. That's fabulous. So, um, so how have you ladies been become involved in it and kind of tell our listeners so they get to see, you know, a couple of, couple of ladies and how they've been involved. So Sarah, you want to go first? Thank you. Yes. Um, I got involved in a really cool way. I had actually been searching for a group to join. Wasn't ever sure which one I should. Um, definitely thought that God had said, you know, I really don't want you to join this group, even though I was very perplexed. I thought this certain group um, was should have been the one I joined. So I waited a few months, and I know TJ through another business owners group, Christian business owners, out of um, they serve out of Rock Point Church. Um, Ken Larson of Slumberland heads that up, and I knew her from there. I watched her. For for a number of years, and I thought this lady has some wisdom, so I was kind of spying on her, and <laughs> I, so I knew about her. And um, one day we met, we connected personally, and I just felt after we met that God was just nudging me and saying, basically, instead of going and getting served by a group, a networking group, or whatever group, go out and serve this particular group. And it was really funny because I kind of offered that to TJ one day and she said, well, as a matter of fact, I've been praying about that. I thought she wouldn't have had enough help, 
but in fact, she needed some help. And so it was just, it's really definitely a confirmation that I should be involved with working women of faith. Mm-hmm. And I've never looked back. It's, it's been a great experience. Yeah. I, I was praying, Lord, send me some women. That was my prayer. Lord, send me some women. And Sarah showed up and, and, um, although we didn't know each other very closely, I just knew, I just knew in my heart, you know, the Lord was just speaking by his spirit to go. Yep. Here, I sent you a woman. So she's my right-hand woman. Thanks. That's fabulous. That's great. So, Kim, how about you? Well, I met TJ a couple years ago, and she shared her vision for what she wanted to do with this. And my background actually is in finance and business. And I had been at home for a number of years, then entered ministry, and felt like, how do I actually breach into the marketplace in some way that's meaningful because as a ministry, we want to serve people in any walk of life. And I particularly care about women as well. And so when this was launched, I said, well, you could meet in the space that we have. Mm. And I personally just show up because I want to be present and meet these women that come. I've made some really good connections. And we've also... um, had space in those meetings for people to tell their story, kind of take off the backpack and be real and be ministered to. And so um, I show up to be a part of that. That's fabulous. Sir, you are the north, the south, the east, or the west? I'm the west. west. You're the west location. Very good. That's awesome that you open up your space. And we talked about this, is that um, you're using conference rooms across the Twin Cities. And coffee shops. And coffee shops. Okay. Hey, well, it doesn't get any better than that, right? Having women around a table. If they had um, Mountain Dew on tap, it'd be better than that. But Caribou doesn't ever do that. (laughs) He's just a little bitter. All right. So what are the He's not a coffee drinker. What are the force? No, I don't know why I drink hot drinks and live in Minnesota. Okay. Eden Prairie is one of the locations. What, yes. what, are, the, what are the other two, three cities? So north is Shoreview. Okay. Um, the east is Woodbury and the south is Burnsville. We could sing the fight song. Or not. Both because because they're they're no longer the Braves, honey. No, I know. That's, they're, they're We're old. The high school so, burned down. That's yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's, here's what I want. I want to talk about spiritual impact. Because this is something that I believe, T.J. Tyson, that working women of faith needs to multiply across the country. Have you been approached by any other women from across the country to multiply what you're doing? I have. There was a lady down in Houston that was interested, and I've talked with a couple ladies in Chicago. Um, so I'm at this point, it's... Well, and really from the very beginning, it's up to the Lord what he does with mm-hmm. it. Um, and he'll know when that's the right time. I believe that it's a part of a bigger work that he's doing in the marketplace where he's really mobilizing believers to live out their faith and be that witness. Billy Graham said that the marketplace was the last great mission field. And I believe it. Mm, it is so big. Yeah. So how do people, if people want to say, they hear this, this show and they're like, I want to talk to TJ Tyson. I want to multiply what she's doing in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I want to be able to do it in my city, whatever that city may be. And we get people listening all over the country. How do they get a hold of you? They can email me at tj at workingwomenoffaith.com, or I'll even give out my cell phone because I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And it's 715-607-0478. One more time. 715-607-0478. Or tj at workingwomenoffaith.com. Okay. All right. So uh, talk to me, uh, Sarah Bouchard. Sarah, nope, I said it wrong. Bar- Sarah Bouchard. Oh, I didn't get this wrong. I, saw, I, I apologize. Sarah oh, Bouchard. Thanks. I said it too fast. Talk to you about the, imp- the spiritual impact of being involved in working women of faith. Now, how many years have you been doing it? 
I, we just started yeah. in the last year, right. my, last but year. I've been with her every location, every meeting almost. Okay. So how yeah. is it, in, as you see the Lord working in the marketplace, in the lives of women, and some are business owners, some are not business owners, so these, are, these are women in the marketplace, mm-hmm. how is it impacting you spiritually? I think simply watching women, um, serving them, and just the things that they say, and there's been tears shed and watching that and just being available for that and hearing them both verbally and in the written word they're talking about how they're beginning to use the things that tj teaches she's a great teacher she's a credible teacher and she's passionate and taking those things that they're learning and not just bringing those to work but they're talking about their families and applying it to their family life and even their personal life so it's really exciting to kind of see that all integrated kind of like the word you mentioned earlier it all come together for a number of women what about you kim isaac talk talk about how it's impacting you spiritually well i'm growing in compassion and i especially love the check-in time where the women are invited to be real about what's going on in their faith in their life in their work um, with their family, and so they they're able to open up about those stories, and um, we just meet one another where we are. The mask can come off. Mm-hmm. Um, the check-in actually can take a while, and in any given meeting, that's usually where everybody tries to be very efficient, and that's the place where we're known. And so for me, I'm impacted by the stories I hear and Mm -hmm. also the permission to tell my own. If I've got something that I want to share, um, I know I'll be listened to. Where did this idea of working women of faith come from? And what's it all about today right here in the Twin Cities? So actually, I've been, I've owned my own business for 10 years and the Lord called me to go back to school and finish my degree, which I thought was crazy. <laughs> and, uh, but I did it anyway, cause you know, we obey, right? And right. God blesses well, if obedience. Well, we don't, it doesn't go well. So. God blesses obedience. So I, I felt that the message, um, in my cohort, we were talking a lot about our, our faith in the workplace and they all kept saying, you need to write a book about this. You need to write a book about this. And on the day I graduated from college as an adult, um, God gave me the words working women of faith. And I thought it was the book title. Mm-hmm. And really, it was something bigger than a book. And the Lord just kind of revealed that to me over time. So I've actually, this has been in my wheelhouse for about six years. Of That's per- exciting. Yeah. It is exciting to see it actually start to happen. <laughs> so it is. So talk about your, your meeting right now. And for those people listening in Minneapolis, because I know you guys are going to send this link all over the place to tell people to listen. You're meeting in Eden Prairie, Shoreview, Woodbury, and Burnsville. What if a woman's checking out working women of faith, they're looking for a place to connect with other women in the marketplace. What is this? What does it look like? Right. So really, there's four parts to this. We look at connect, learn, support and live. So first, we spend some time connecting uh, with God, with ourselves, with each other. And then we have a time of learning where we're learning um, a topic for that month that I'm bringing in or another speaker is bringing in. And then we support where we have uh, take a prayer, leave a prayer, mm-hmm. leave a prayer. Take a prayer, leave a prayer. Yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> so we share prayer requests, and then everybody takes one, and they commit to pray for that woman and that request for the next month. Awesome. And then live is just how are we living that out? What is one of those takeaways or things that we can do? So there's a format to it. Um, and what's really surprised me is the connect part of it, taking our temp, because that's one thing that women don't have a lot of time for is to go, where am I at right now? Mm-hmm. What's going on in my life? And... and we just don't 
we don't spend a lot of time on ourselves. So, so is that the part where, um, that Kim was talking about with the check-in? Yes. So I want to talk about that for a minute because I think that, um, that's really, it sounds amazing because you're giving people permission to say, you know, let's, let's not do the networking. Let's not tell everybody my business is great. My life is beautiful. Let's be real. And your life might be great and your business may be beautiful, but there's something going on in all of our lives and God is churning in us. And so what you're saying, it sounds like is in that time, they get to, um, set that aside and talk about what might be hurting or what might be growing in them and really being real. And when you were mentioning that, Sarah said, you know, talked about crying a little bit. And I wanted to address that because that's what is so needed in a women's group. It's not that women get together and cry. It's not like, okay, let's go because we need to have our good cry for the month. But it's a place where women can kill Wonder Woman and say, you know what, I'm not perfect and I've got some flaws and I'm really struggling with something right now. And guess what? Women cry when they get vulnerable sometimes or when they're sharing what hurts. Um, Men tend to get strong and fierce in those moments, you know, and so it's just different. And that's why there's such a value in what you're doing. And I just feel like I need to address that because a lot of people don't understand, you know, I love being in a group with men because I, they bring great value to my life and I know that I can bring value there, but there is a different value in being surrounded by all women. And that's really what you're, it sounds like you're bringing to the table. Is that fair? Yes, that is. And the surprise in all of this is I thought it was, God's saying, okay, you're going to go out and you're going to provide a place to teach women how to live out their faith in the workplace. And what it was, was not, it's what it's become is not that it's, it's that God said women need a safe place Mm -hmm. to just go and be themselves. And so it's kind of surprised me how God has morphed what I thought it was going to be into what he wants it to be. And it has been, I am so blessed Every meeting by the women, God has done so much in my own heart and life through the women and um, and them being available and being open. So I've just been floored by mm. what God has done. That's wonderful. So I hope if there's listeners listening that are, happen to be in the Twin Cities area, check it out online. And if you this intrigues you for your own location, again, to check it out, it's workingwomenoffaith.com. And if you want to get a copy of... Killing Wonder Woman. We'll give away a copy on the show today. 866-713-9675. 866-713-WORK. Call. Get a copy. Make sure you leave your information. You'll hear the message. You've got about a minute to leave the information, and then Martha will follow up with you and get that book sent out to you directly from TJ Tyson. Okay. So, Working Women of Faith, we've got Sarah and Kim here, and you guys are experiencing this all the time. Sarah, I want to talk about your business. You are a style consultant. And so we're going to ask the audience to listen to you as you evaluate my style. <laughs> oh, no. You said to only work with women. Okay. Mostly. Right. Most, except mostly. my husband and children. And they're all men. And they're all going, wow, mom, I'm glad. And that's you not only clients. her job, but her duty. So uh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Little different. Uh, you'd have way too much work to do here. Okay. So talk to me about how being involved in working women of faith has impacted your business. What does that look like? How is, how is, how are you living out your faith and what you do and how is working women of faith helping you do that effectively? Yes. Well, definitely it's encouraged me. And, um, what's been nice for me is that I did have an opportunity to share during the workplace spotlight section that sometimes TJ offers. And I felt that that really gave me a chance 
for people to get to know me and build trust with me. And as a result, um, obviously, you're going to grow a relationship doing that. And then just I had some other financial wonderful surprises in that area, too. So that's how it's impacted me. So what does that look like on a daily basis as you image consult, which I'm not really sure. Tell us, tell us what that really means. Right. And really, you can, t- you can check out Sarah Bouchard online at purposefullyfashioned.com. Purposefully, no, purposely fashioned.com purposely fashioned.com and we'll have that link on our Facebook page won't we Martha so that sure purposely fashioned.com all right Sarah how, how does it look how are you living your faith out and what you do when you help people fix their image mm-hmm. well I think the society and culture in general really focuses on our outward appearance and it's one of those areas where we're also trying to keep up right and for me it's about getting to um, what's really going on in the inside so faith is a huge part of that and Christ being the center and where your identity really lies and then what I do is I just get to enjoy helping women um basically see how beautiful they are in terms of their color. I do color analysis, their body shape, just embracing how God made them wherever they're at that day. And then um, their style as well, because that's sort of a creative outlet for some women and other women, not so much. But what's neat is that I can kind of help build that on the outside. I teach and encourage. And then the inside just is a reflection of that. It it just kind of beams out. And I know for myself, it's given me a ton of confidence to go out and engage with people because I am about getting people to be drawn to your face and not your body so that we can be interacting and looking at each other in the eye and really um, connecting about our work, about our families, about our faith, and then hopefully being able to go ahead and spread the good news at some point as that relationship has grown. And even in a moment's notice, the other day I was uh, at a coffee shop. This lady had, uh, who was serving me had purple hair. I said, your hair is so cool. Do you know purple is the color of royalty? And she didn't know. And she was just like, wow, by that. And just knowing a little bit about color. And I know that these ladies are all daughters of the king. And so I can just be an encouragement whether I'm doing my job or not. If I'm just out and about in the community or, um, you know, things like that. So that's great. Kim Isaac, you're the executive director of Restoration Ministries. I'd love to hear more about that. Talk about your involvement with Working Women of Faith and then talk about how that's impacted your ministry. Well, like I said, um, it started by meeting with TJ and I, as a, as a minister, I listen and pray with people with people and so I did that with TJ Um, and now as I'm at these meetings I'm meeting women that might be interested in having spiritual conversations which might be under the umbrella of spiritual direction so that's just simply a safe place to start opening up about your story and wondering where God might be in that and as people do that they begin to notice that what they know in their head starts to work its way into their heart and that's a mystery how that happens but somehow in that safe place of processing people come to know themselves as loved and um, my desire is to see people make choices and decisions in their life from a place being motivated by love rather than fear and um, that just changes everything I I don't know how to explain that anymore but um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of makes me think, Jim, of the thing. Last week, we were in some training, um, transformational leadership training, and I was sitting Transformlead.com. next to, And I was sitting next to a gal who said to me, she said, you know, so many places I've been in the workplace, they try to cover up the word love with something else, whether it's care or whatever it is. And she's, she would, in that moment, we had used the word love for some stuff. And she said, it's so refreshing because that's really what it is, is, you know, feeling loved, not in the way that our culture has damaged the word, Mm -hmm. but in the true sense of the word. And she said, that's, that's what this world needs more of. And we all know that, you know, if you have any kind of relationship with Jesus Christ, that foundation of love is an outpouring and um, doing that in our workplace can just warm people up to the gospel. Um, but I just, I remember her saying that to me and saying, I just need, we need to hear that word more. You know, people are so afraid to use the word love. So right. I agree completely. Yeah. They even changed love languages to uh, languages of appreciation. Well that, yeah, the human resource department likes that better. Well, that's, that's the problem with letting human resource people control the world. I mean, come on or lawyers or insurance people. Well, we, and as believers, Believers, that's the whole thing, right? Is that we can change that conversation in our workplaces. It doesn't matter what HR is doing. Yes. You know, we, we have the sovereign God who Amen. is leading us into individual conversations with people. So we can say love mm-hmm. and we can say Jesus mm-hmm. and we can say, Hey, can I pray for you? Right. Is there something, is there something going on? That's a, that's a great way to show love in the mm-hmm. workplace for sure. We're talking about workingwomenoffaith.com. Did I say it wrong? I said it right. You said it right. right. Okay, good. I got it right. You just like to make up titles for people. Now they're the dynamic trio. Remember, Wonder Woman, we killed Wonder Woman, so you got to, who did it? Well, the dynamic trio right here, (laughs) workingwomenoffaith.com, workingwomenoffaith.com. TJ, who, what women? Do, who's this? What, what, describe the woman that this ministry is for, workingwomenoffaith.com. Really, it's for any woman who, who is feeling that need in her life or, or more so feeling a gap in her life where something's missing uh, from a connection, from a support in the work. Um, we don't really get those messages in our churches. We hear how to be a godly wife, godly mother, godly woman, but not how to be a godly worker. And um, so we need to have those messages. It's for women in any Position So from Burger King to the boardroom to business owner, it doesn't matter. We have all women um, in different stages of their life. We have women in their 20s, women in their 60s, so and everything in between that come. So really, if you're a woman, and even if you wouldn't call yourself a woman of faith, but faith at some point in your life has been important to you, um, come. Because that's really what it's about. It's not about denominations. It's not about religion. It's about you and God and and where you're at with him. And we're all in different places in that journey. And so we really just try to meet women where they're at. And how often do you meet? We meet once a month in person. Okay. So in in the four different locations. Which would be Eden Prairie, Woodbury, Shoreview, and Burnsville. Currently, now those are subject to change. We'll always have a north, south, east, west right. presence. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what we have available for space. But yes, we'll always be north, south, east, west. Okay, so you have some testimonies. You had a couple of ladies that weren't able to join you this morning as we're recording this show. Tell us, read those testimonies or share them however you want to share them. Sure. Well, I wanted to put this out there to women who are working during the day. So, you know, that's kind of what we do. So um, there's some ladies here that have been able to be here for this, but there's some women who couldn't. And so I said, well, just share. Share what you want to share from those. And, And I think what's interesting is just the kind of, 
um, impact that it's that it's had in different women's lives. So um, one woman, Vicki, who um, is in our South group, so the one in Burnsville, and she's just shared about how the beginning of our, our meeting and taking the temp in our work life, personal and our faith walk, and how it really allows us to share honestly, is what she says. Where we're at currently, whether that's in good times or in struggles, um, and that she really enjoys being able to know that women are praying for her in that month in between. And and she and one thing that's really important to stress, too, is she talks about how it's small enough that we can share. So no group will be larger than 12 women. Um, and that's important just from... Uh, obviously a time perspective because we could be there till midnight <laughs> and sometimes we run long and that's okay um so we want to keep it you know close-knit because there there are some things that are shared that are very personal and that's one of our ground rules is what's what's said here stays here mm-hmm. you know you're not this is a safe place where you can be yourself right. and so she shares that and then another lady um diana and she's in the north group um and so one thing that she said is how it just really helps her see the greater, greater purpose of the work that she does and continue to do her work with excellence unto the Lord. And I think that's a big part of it is because it, it allows you to just kind of refocus and refocus and refocus. And since we're not getting those messages of our faith in the workplace necessarily in our churches, at least women, um, where are we getting those messages from then? So this is a place where you can get those messages and be encouraged in that. And we call it a workplace calling for a reason. It's one of the many callings God has on your life. Mm-hmm. So even here in the Twin Cities, you've got four groups and you limit them to 12 people. Correct. So right now you only have a potential. But you have, you've had bigger gatherings. Haven't you had, don't you, last year, didn't you have a bigger gathering? We did. The very first time I did this, I just basically pulled together all the women I had met over the past three years mm-hmm. and said, you all need to meet each other. And we met in a conference room in Bloomington, and that was really the birth of this, this how are we going to do this from a physical standpoint. Um, and that was in November of 2016. And a, a month later, my father passed away tragically mm-hmm. and suddenly. And so everything kind of got put on hold, which is interesting because it's totally God's timing because I had not even met the people from Right Now Media at work yet. So God was putting pieces together. He was planting that seed, and then he was like, oh, other things need to happen before that starts. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just all in his timing. Yeah. And the right, you, you brought right now media at work a couple times. Brian Mosley and his team have done a phenomenal job, and it's an incredible tool. You said you make it available to all of your members. Yes. Talk about, how, talk about that impact. It is available that... to all of our members. I'll tell you what, right now media at work, and they're not even paying me to say this, it is a game changer because if you can have a tool that you can lead your team and your organization um, where you are feeding into them truth, and it's not all of it is outwardly, you know, quoting scripture, but then you have this opportunity for your employees to, at the comfort of their home, start watching these videos about being a parent or, you know, they have a teen channel, they have all these other things. And that is how God is getting into their homes when right. they're, they don't go to a church anywhere. And this next generation coming up is unchurched. I can't tell you in our, in our kids ministry, how many kids come in and say, I don't know who God is. Hmm. 
They don't. They don't hear it anywhere else. And so for me, I'm, I'm a little passionate about it, but it's a game changer because we need this kind of stuff in our organizations. And as an organization, you're able to create a channel of specific items that you would like to drill in Correct. down to yep. and make it, so they don't have to sort through it to find it. Exactly. Because there's thousands of videos, right. right? So if we do a topic one month, I'll, I'll find a video resource that can be, um, that can back that up, that they can watch. Or if somebody has a certain issue, like we do deeper dive, which is where we can help a woman give her counsel around an issue that she's having. So if I'm thinking of a, a, a video or there's some way that I can support that woman in that, hey, go watch this or I'll bring it up in future teaching as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a great tool. I, I want to hear one more time from Kim and from Sarah. Talk to me. What's one? Sarah, you go first. One thing you want to tell the women that are listening today of why they should join Working Women of Faith right here in the Twin Cities or somewhere else in the country, why they should start one? Well, I'm an encourager, but I would just ask the question, why not? Um, Just really think about that. Why wouldn't you? What's holding you back? In my case, um, in many situations, it's fear. Maybe it's fear for you. Maybe it's something else. But um, just ask God about it. Ask, Ask him to make room, make space in your life for this wonderful space. And what about you, Kim? Well, I think we all need connection. Doing life alone is really hard. And um, find a safe group of people to share your life with and talk about the good and the bad, the ugly. Um, That's why I think find a group. How has this, we'll, we'll just start with you, TJ. How has this impacted your home life? Being connected with all these women across the, 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 the cities, and how has it impacted what goes on at home? I, you know, I feel like there's certain needs that God has put within us um, as women and as men to have that connection with people of like faith and like gender. And you don't always get that in other areas. So I feel like um, there's there's a gap that's been filled there that allows me to have more space and time with my with my spouse and with my kids in in a healthier way. And um, being a woman who's always been in the workplace and um, very type A and, you know, I just kind of keep everybody at arm's length uh, was something that I did for years, just being in that business mode. And this has totally changed that for me as the leader. I've allowed women to come close to my heart, um, which has also impacted my relationship with my husband and allowing him to come closer to my heart and sharing those things. So it's, it's been amazing. I want to make sure people know that you're willing to help them get this started in other parts of the country. I mean, you've got a model that can be stamped out and and reproduced, right? Sure. Yep. There's, I mean, there's some pieces that, that need to be in place, but the framework is there and I think you could really kind of make it your own based on, you know, the same principles. But there's working women of faith in, in the marketplace out there all across oh, the country. Oh, absolutely. And they all have the same desire. They do. And they're, but the, even culturally in different areas of the United States, there's going to be different ways that they can, they can modify that. Right. To meet those needs. I think that's one of the things, you know, women like to be creative, but yet no, it's kind of almost given them permission to say, you know, you can do this. There can be a group that you can organize and get together in your city and giving them um, just the encouragement to get that done. I believe there's women all over this country who God has been nudging and they just, 
They just need something yes. to say, yes, step forward, because they're going, I don't know how to do this. Well, if we already have some framework in place, it's That's easy right. for you to step into what God's calling you to do. <laughs> very, very cool. So glad to highlight this. Kim Isaac, Sarah Bouchard, and TJ Tyson, thanks for bringing Working Women of Faith to our iWork for Him audience. Thank, Thank you. you. It was a lot of fun. Thank Make you. sure you check it out online, workingwomenoffaith.com, workingwomenoffaith.com. If you are out there and you are desperately desiring a group like this for yourself, well, then you can help start it, workingwomenoffaith.com. You've been listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4 him.com